0: Hello, I'm Redmond Bacon, and we are Success Across Boundaries, a group of individuals tapping into the experiences of expats, their success stories, and key learnings for fostering future cross-cultural exchange. Next up is Lavanya Eisenman, who works as a Strategy and Future Capabilities Lead at Roche. So can you start by telling us a few words about yourself and your current professional engagements?
1: My name is Lavanya Esenman. I currently am based in Basel, Switzerland. I work within Pharma and Essentially, within pharma, I work quite closely with the R&D community. I work in a group that's looking at future capabilities and how might our scientific community be more future ready to create the medical advancements for tomorrow. So it's a good combination of future capability and capability building with strategy and market trends.
0: And what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now?
1: One of the biggest challenges is I do work in a large pharma company and with large companies comes a lot of diverse groups and silos. So one of the biggest challenges in the role that I work in as you try to build capabilities across the R&D value chain is breaking those silos and building connections and networks that go beyond the different parts of a drug development process.
0: And how do you see the different phases of your career across Switzerland and also I believe in the USA?
1: So just to give you a little bit of my history I come from a very biological sciences background. I did my undergraduate in India bioinformatics and soon after decided to shift more towards the business side and I was fortunate enough to find a very appropriate program that bought biotechnology and management at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania right after when I started my career after my masters I decided to go into consulting I just thought that that was a really good way to build some core capabilities like strategic thinking and problem-solving so I joined Deloitte's life sciences practice in New New York, primarily because at that point in time, Deloitte had one of its most strongest life sciences practice and I was quite keen to work in pharma and medical devices. With Deloitte, I had the opportunity to move to Switzerland, which is, as many people might know, the hub for pharma headquarters in Europe. Through that, it was really a great opportunity to connect with the European pharma industry, if you will. And over the last few years, I made the decision to go back to industry and that's how I ended up in my current role.
0: And what have been three to four key learnings from your personal story
1: some of the key learnings and i can i can kind of give it in the worst situation <laughs> outcome and learning Perspective is the situation when i graduated from business school was essentially a time of economic downturn if you remember about 11 or 12 years ago and what i found then was proactiveness and reaching out to people was very very helpful in finding the right kind of roles in an environment in a market which is otherwise not very supportive and at that point in time i was not just applying online for jobs, I was really reaching out to people that I felt I could support their teams and I could bring something to the table in this organization. And essentially all my interviews I received right out of business school during that period of time was through building that network. So learning number one is build your network. Do not be shy to reach out to people. And some people do appreciate that and are happy to speak with you. Learning number two is be more open and purposeful and that linked to what I said earlier when you reach out to people it's not just about oh I need a job and I'm reaching out to you for a job very often it's really about building that connection and building your network and third and final is i found the support and the discussions i had earlier in my career with individuals who's connected back when i reached out to them very helpful the third learning i have is i also do try to coach and mentor when folks reach out to me because i see it as a bit of a circle of life and these are the future leaders right in the industry and these are the future the industry itself it's always brilliant to keep that going
0: and how important has mentorship been in general
1: Mentorship has played a huge role in how my career has evolved. There's been a lot of steer and advice I've received outside in, which has allowed me to see opportunities that may I may not have considered before. I think very often when you get into your career, you, you get bucketed into something oh this person does operations or this person does strategy and you kind of get put in a box and what I've realized is as your career evolves you do actually have the opportunity to experiment and go into newer more exciting areas and also stretch yourself that kind of thinking and opening up my mind was something I came across upon speaking with individuals who were either formally or informally mentors to me So I found that very useful to have that outside in perspective that mentors can bring.
0: And have there been any moments of struggle in your professional life and how did you overcome them?
1: I think every professional life has a struggle and there's a lot of uncertainty when you get right out of your undergraduate and graduate days and for me this was a while back but I still r- tend to remember this so clearly about the uncertainty of how would you translate what you've learned into action into work and I find that every couple of years as you know as you're in a particular role you kind of start thinking about what might that next opportunity be and you go back I find myself going back to thinking about how to uh, what the same thing that I had as an undergraduate or grad student of okay what is my next evolution with regards to taking what I've learned into my next steps it's not as much as a struggle if you looked at it as more as an opportunity versus a challenge of facing that uncertainty essentially of what next or how is it going to happen if if that makes sense
0: Mm. and has it been tough to balance this professional life with your personal life in which ways would you recommend to other people to overcome those challenges
1: For me personally, in this phase in life, I have two little children. They're three and five, so it's quite full house, if you will. And I work 100% as well as my husband. And what I've found is that overcoming and finding that work-life balance is sometimes you do have to say no, because it is not possible to do everything that you might want. So Mm. making those trade-offs is really important. And involving individuals in those trade-offs is also really important. So I tend to be quite open with my team team and the boss at work and with my husband at home on what might those trade-offs be.
0: And have you found the culture in Switzerland to be supportive of that?
1: I would say yes. I mean, there there are pros and cons to every country, I think. And in Switzerland, what I've found quite good is how much safeguard employee working hours and things like that. So from a regulations perspective, there's a lot of controls. But I think it's more specific in the team and the organization you are where rubber really hits the road because, you know, you, you could have a lot of different safeguards but still have challenges at work so yes switzerland is very appreciative of families is very built around the family setting the organization the team that i work in is one that is very open and recognizes the need for having that kind of work life
0: and so you mentioned your education earlier why do you see its relevance to your current professional engagements
1: There are two parts to that. First is, again, I'm going back to the network. My classmates from both my undergraduate and graduate, because I've stayed in industry, I've stayed in a line of work uh, in pharmaceuticals that aligns quite well with my my studies of bioinformatics and biotechnology. I find that a lot of my peers from that time have gone into similar or different parts of the same industry. So, again, there's gives a lot of opportunity for knowledge exchange and sharing and just learning through that. So that has been really helpful, the network and being in that same space. Um, secondly, there's just the connections that you tend to have, even with the universities and so on. I've been fortunate to have good connections with the universities that I went to. In the specific work I do right now, we're actually exploring how we might build better connectivities with the universities. And so this is quite timely as well. But apart from that, work has evolved quite a lot and from exactly what I studied like bioinformatics I have moved away from that over the last decade or so moving more and more into the business but I found that knowing the language and understanding what is being discussed in a more scientific setting really comes handy and that's where I think my education from a more current work application perspective comes into play.
0: And so talking more broadly which skills do you think students and professionals should be focusing on? to navigate these kinds of future global job scenarios? Perhaps again, mm-hmm. if there would be another recession like the one you mentioned earlier.
1: So if skills and capabilities, you can kind of bucket as your more technical skills and capabilities, right? And that's as a student, that's what you would build through your studies. But there's this whole area of your soft skills, which I think is one of the one that can differentiate yourself from the crowd so as a student or as a professional trying to find your next step strong communication skills being able to kind of present yourself and build your elevator pitches and connecting with individuals with that open collaborator mindset those are some of the soft skills that really can can come into play and that's often what people see first right when you speak with them Mm. and then you kind of explore your technical capabilities and so on and so forth so I would really encourage focusing on both I know that when one tends to be at university you might tend to focus more on your technical capabilities I do also recognize that that's evolving a lot these days and there is slowly more and more focus on the soft skills of career advancement so I would highly encourage kind of looking into that as a professional as you build and kind of progress in your career something I have found very helpful just like a mentor is also possibility of thinking of a career coach someone who kind of coaches you through the process even if you're not specifically looking for a job or You know any specific thing just having an external perspective on to bounce your thinking off of and kind of to coach you through process has been also something that i would recommend individuals who have been in their career for a while because it really makes you think about things you may not have considered before either for a specific challenge or generally for your career advancement
0: And talking a bit about Switzerland, what what have you found has been the sort of toughest and easiest parts of living in the country?
1: The easiest part, hands down, is um, the commute. I live about 10 minutes away from my work. As I mentioned earlier, I'm based in Basel, and Basel Basel City specifically is not that large. So a 10-minute commute to work is, in non-pandemic times, Quite, quite a pro and a plus for everyday life. Some of the cons are, well, I think a lot of the system is very focused on well you need a lot of support when you have children let me just put it that way Mm. because after school and so on and so forth the school tends to get over 1 p.m so it's like what do you do with the kids after that so there's you have to kind of organize yourself to ensure that a lot of after school activities and things like that to ensure that well you are able to have your full day of work but again this is not the deal breaker because all parents who are working end up having to organize that but apart from that i think it's I, I love living and working in Switzerland.
0: Do you have a mantra for success?
1: Something I have at the end of all my emails, <laughs> a tagline that I use and I really do believe it, is die with memories and not dreams. And I try to apply that with my personal life and my professional life. What for me that translates to is, if there is something I have wanted to do career-wise, now is the time to do it and not just to dream it. That's a mantra I've tried to live with in that explore, learn more, and so that you're not just dreaming it and you have had the opportunity to do it. And that's something that I find also helps a lot in my personal life.
0: And finally, do you have some words for future aspiring youth?
1: For aspiring youth, I feel like the times right now, the potential and the opportunities and the areas of work is immense. Over the last few years, for instance, data science and coding, and a lot of these areas have really picked up so much momentum, and I believe these will be areas that will continue to gain importance in the coming years. So I feel like aspiring future professionals and today's youth have so many opportunities. So. To follow their passion while also finding areas that are areas that they can um, apply and find jobs and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, absolutely. This generation has the opportunity to pursue passion and not just work for the sake of having a job, if, uh, if that makes sense. So that's what I would say. Pursue your passion, find something amongst all the things that you have available that you can enjoy and make a living out of.
0: That was Lavanya Issenman, and this is Success Across Boundaries with me, and Bacon. Please tune in next time to see who we will talk to next.